The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, Creepers? Welcome back to a very special episode of History Creeps, a History Creeps special Hubie Halloween review. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by the Hubiest of Hubies, Johnny Townsend. That's right, and that's no boner. Uh, that's the absolute truth. I am the Hubiest of the Hubies. I'm here for the Halloween spirit and to make sure everybody has a safe Halloween. That's what I'm here for. Nice, nice. Yes, this is a special episode. Uh, This isn't a History Creeps episode in terms of stories from the creepy side of history. This is not that side. This is Johnny and I reviewing, like I said, the movie Hubie Halloween from Netflix. We decided to do a special review for the Halloween season. Um, I saw the film, thought it was amazing, and then said to Johnny, hey, you got to watch this. And uh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Un- unlike you, when I said you need to watch Tiger King, <laughs> I <laughs> I value our friendship <laughs> and your opinions, and quickly watched it. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really glad I did because it's quite. I really enjoyed myself. Awesome. I don't want to give any. I don't want to give anything away, but I was I was happy that I listened. Yes, yes. Um, I was excited, dude. I remember I saw in the news, uh, maybe earlier in the year, somewhere around June. I saw that this was coming. I read an article where there was a, a Halloween uh, Netflix movie from Adam Sandler. And I was I was sold already just because it was going to be Halloween. That was it. That that was enough to say, okay, I have to see this. Um, but boy, I, I the same as you. I don't want to give away too much, but I'm glad I did. It just really felt like it felt like something that was needed in these times right now. Yeah, I I was aware of it, and I think I'd read or seen a couple of reviews of it too before I watched it. And they were, I mean, with any kind of review, you mm-hmm. gotta take it with a grain of salt. They were, I'd say, lukewarm at best. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Adam Sandler movies are really, I think, are very difficult to review. Right? Um, yeah, I guess it is because there's different versions of Sandler films. Yeah, yeah, and on top of that, some people just don't like him, no matter what he does, and some people love him, no matter what he does. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. There's people who have outgrown the lowbrow, uh, you know, uh, the humor, the humor. Basically, it's it's it's, it's you know, twelve to fifteen year old boy humor. Honestly, yeah, it, it really is. This was the this was the kind of jokes and the kinds of things that we thought was funny when we were kids. Um, except he just keeps doing it as an adult. Uh, and playing these man man children that you know just kind of it's it's acceptable, um, yeah. But then he's got these like, other films. I feel, I feel like Adam Sandler, and I'm saying this as a complete compliment, honestly. But I feel like Adam Sandler, he's what he does is he's like he's alone by himself and he's looking in the mirror and he just starts making some really funny voices. He makes me and think of you, dude. He really and, does. And when he makes and when he makes those voices, he's like, ding ding ding! I got a new character. It's movie time. <laughs> 
And then the other piece that's awesome is that he's always got his friends in it. So it's always like, okay, so I get to hang out with my friends again and make another movie. Yeah, which I 100% do not blame him for. If I made movies, you best darn believe you and Trevor and Matt and everybody would be in those things all oh, the time. So. Oh, for sure, for sure. Who's, who yeah. knows, maybe. We may we might have a, a network movie production company here soon, and we'll make our own movies. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today we are reviewing Hubie Halloween. Well, hello, my ghouls and goblins. I know you've got your costumes picked out for the frightful festivities. And I hope you all get more treats than tricks. Halloween's upon us! Is he a good guy? Hubie Dubois is the nicest guy in this town. Here is some happy Halloween word searches. You can pass it out to the kids. Thank you so much. As a trained volunteer, I know what it's like when the spooky fun gets out of hand. The supermarket selling expired bacon. Janet at the library has not been herself lately. I heard a voice in the sewer. I'm sorry, I didn't recognize him. It's pretty impressive how long he's been a loser. Messing with Shuby Dubois. Murder! Ah! A Salem tradition. <laughs> you gotta expect a scare here or there. There's something off in this town. Ah! Mr. Lambert? Oh. Mr. Lambert? Is that you? Salem PD? Salem needs me. What are you going to do, Mr. Dubois? We're going to do every October 31st. Make sure every citizen is protected. No one in Salem is safe tonight. So would you lose your thermos? Oh, that'll never happen. Anyway. We got an unsolved mystery here. Oh. Shoot I know who did this. Not now, UB. Mayor, I suggest we cancel Halloween immediately. We ain't canceling that damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is some Dateline NBC shit. You're the best person I know. That's why you're a hero. We're doing this kind of like my other podcast, my movie review podcast, Silence Your Phones. We're going to break this up into segments and discuss these pieces of segments uh, about this movie. And overall, we'll give a rating. And um, I'm going to throw this out there right now. Initially, I said, "Hey, maybe we should do our rating based uh, a five, you know, out of five thermoses." But I'm thinking we might need to amend that. What do you think about doing them out of five boners? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I 
as I've been quoted in my yearbook, uh, the more boners, the better. So. <laughs> okay, let's get into it, dude. Hubie Halloween. Um, we're going to get into the plot first. So it's a, it's a, it's a pretty simple, straightforward plot, right? Uh, the town of Salem. There lives this this character Hubie, uh, Hubie Dubois or Hubert Schubert Dubois. Um, he's a delicatessen employee living in Salem, Massachusetts, and he's the, he's one of these guys that you could. It's the town picks on this guy. He, you know, he, he's right. he's not like a, a genius or anything like that. He's kind of like the guy that lives at home with his mom, but he rides his bike everywhere. Um, but for him. The, for it, it's the most important thing in the world every year that when Halloween comes around, he makes sure that everyone is safe in the neighborhood. He goes out to make sure people are following rules. Uh, you know, yeah. everybody's being safe. Um, so that's the idea behind this. He world. thinks that's his purpose. Like that's yes. his reason for being is that this time of year, that's when he really shines and that's what he was put on this earth for. <laughs> yes. Um, except this Halloween, there's going to be a little bit of, uh, of, a little danger in the air, right? There's there's all kinds of weird, wacky things that are happening, um, but there's also something nefarious seems to be happening. People start yeah. coming up missing, and so for Hubie, it's like, holy cow, you know, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. He right. literally says and that. I, and I feel like we should say from here on out, spoilers, obviously. Oh. Uh, so if uh, you haven't seen this and you plan to, uh, it's on Netflix, uh, uh, go watch it or not. Obviously, we'll leave it up to you, but we will be spoiling things on here. So just heads up right away. Uh, if you want to avoid spoilers, maybe watch the movie first and then come listen to this. For sure. For sure. So, yeah. So in this story, you know, it's Halloween. Basically, it's the day before Halloween or it's Halloween day and into night. I can't remember. I think it's a couple of days, right, in the film. It's not one full day. Uh, well, that's a good question because it seems like they really this movie is like an hour and 40 something minutes long. And I feel like it's it maybe starts on like Halloween's Eve sort of. Yeah, the yeah I think I so. Because it goes by pretty quickly, like the time the time references do. Yes. Um. So this story basically, again, it follows him throughout this day, and the people he runs into in the town. You get because through this the interactions, you get the understanding that you know he's he's the butt of all jokes that people kind of pick on him throughout the town. Um. No matter he's what, easy, though, he's easily scared. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, easily scared. Yes. So somebody who loves Halloween as much as he does and wants to make sure everyone's safe. Boy, does he get terrified at the smallest he's, little jumps? Oh, terrified is a great word. Yeah, he's he's beyond scared. He gets terrified. That I think this is where I relate to this character a lot. I honestly love this time of year. Yeah. And I don't know why, because I get scared or terrified so easily. <laughs> Oh so man, I, I relate. Um, I relate to Hubie this way. I, I I relate to him in terms of like I do love the the. I just love the holiday, man. I love the atmosphere. I love everything about it. The color scheme, everything, everything about yep. Halloween yep. and the fall season. So, uh, throughout the story, right as he's going through the town, you start to get. Uh, uh, we get all these other characters that play into it. There's a there's a police officer, a sergeant that he interacts with a lot. There's a um, so. Mr. and Mrs. Hennessy, who are they? Are they just regular people in the town, or they're just they're just, there's old classmates? But are they like anybody? I I feel like a lot of these characters, Jamie, are ones that he grew up with in school. 
Yeah. And none of them left the town. That's what it seems like to me. That's how okay. it comes off. Okay. Because yeah. the police officer, he's the one who in high school was with uh, the girl, which is, of course, the girl of Hubie's dreams. Uh, and they were all in school together. Like, they've known each other forever. Uh, and I think the same is true with the other characters, including the ones you mentioned, plus the, um, I, I can't remember names, I just remember the people who played them, but plus the, gosh, is it Ray Liotta? I think that's who it is. Yes, he uh, plays Pete, Pete Landolfa, yes. the guy who lost his dad. His dad like, literally dies in the, at the beginning of this <laughs> film, and he's at the funeral. Um, and on the same day that he's at the funeral for his father, he goes to a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> this is this, yeah, this movie is amazing, dude. Uh, yeah, um, his the the love interest is Violet Valentine. Yes, uh, the character's name is Violet Valentine. We also meet Hubie's mother in this thing. So uh, <laughs> yes. as we as we get into this, as I'm we're doing that, I want to ask you this at the very end of this. Let's try to remember this. Let's put a little pin here. Yeah, uh, I want us to give our MVP of this movie, uh, who we think the MVP is, because there's so many characters to choose from. Love it. That I'm I. <laughs> I love every it. Every time a, every time a new character showed up, even down to who, uh, there's a lot of big reveals and twists in this movie. Yeah. Uh, even down to like who the reveal of this narrator is during this whole thing. Yes. Uh, of the of the radio station. <laughs> even down to that, uh, you will. I guarantee you will not remotely know who it was until the reveal is there it is it's uh, amazing but yeah, yeah all, all these characters come into play throughout the the evening into the night as hubie's really trying to figure out who's kidnapping people uh and trying his best to keep people safe right it's uh it's 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 a whirlwind of a night so let's get into the players in this film let's get into the actors and the acting Um, immediately, right away, we have Hubie Dubois played by Adam Sandler. Yes, let's just start with him. Uh, where would you rank this character in the Adam Sandler oh, character list? Oh, love it now, man. I, I got to tell you, this character goes... Um, you mean the early days? For me, the early days, I love Happy Gilmore would be my number yeah, one character. Same, same. Number two would now have to be Hubie Dubois. I, you know what? I'm with you. Uh, he's definitely, for me, a top three. Yeah, this is even during the early days where I would go to the theater if Adam Sandler was putting a movie out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I, this is a top three character for me it, easily. And that's saying something. And the only reason that Happy Gilmore is still number one because that was uh, is <laughs> purely because he gets in a fist fight with Bob Barker. I mean, it's <laughs> so tough to, to to top that. Yeah, but uh, but this comes close. This character comes really close. He's instantly lovable. Uh, He's got a lot of little quirks about him, including his very incredible thermos, which literally does everything. It's one of the running gags in the in the show, in the movie. Uh, one of the other gags that I that I really enjoyed that involved him is whenever he was running or on his bike and people were throwing stuff at him. <laughs> you would just see random things thrown at him. Like, Did you notice like, that each time it got worse and worse? Like yes, the first time, yes. the very first time we see this, we see them throwing eggs at him, right? And so the, right, yeah. he catches three of them in a row. So that immediately starts to tell you now there's going to be these, this this kind of rule of threes when it's something that's thrown at him. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's a good point, too. This guy, you would never hit this guy in dodgeball. This no. guy can dodge <laughs> everything. Except they hit him with a dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. Remember that in the yes, in the yes. in the gymnasium? <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so like this guy like it gets worse as you go. Did you notice there's one point where it's like a a, a crutch uh, from a pair of crutches, a cinder block, a cinder block goes flying <laughs> yeah. by and like a, a a window air conditioning unit. 
And then at one time there's a, a freaking axe or something. That goes, Dude, it's the- <laughs> goes at a, and then a, then a flaming arrow. Uh, oh man, it's and then one one time he's running in the deep woods where nobody's following him anymore, and stuff is still being thrown at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, dude, so it's Hubie, again, the character, the way Adam plays him. Now, he does have kind of the the same kind of maybe affect as Waterboy, like that yes. kind of, of, you know, the way he talks and that kind of, for lack of a better term, the idiot, right? Like that's the point to the character. He's, he's supposed to be slightly a slower guy who talks funny and and is very kind of simple and, and sweet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same, yes. just like, just like, uh, just like Waterboy, just like some of his other characters. Um, but man, dude, he kills it. He he literally, it, it's super fast too, because at first you're like, oh, he's doing one of these voice characters again. But then immediately it stands out and it becomes its own. It's not Waterboy. It's not Little Nicky. You know what I mean? It's none of those characters. Right, right. But I do think that just based on the voice, I think that'll be the <laughs> ones, the other characters that'll get compared to because they're mm-hmm. very similar. Uh, but this this guy's got his own little quirks and everything yeah. that really yep. helps him stand out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next next we have on the cast we have Kevin James playing uh, Sergeant Steve Downey. Uh, yes. He was the popular guy who who dated the girl that uh, you know Sandler's character is infatuated with. He dated Miss Valentine. Let me ask you uh, something. Yes, was the wig supposed to look like a wig? Was that the point? All Do right. you know I'll, what I I'll, mean? I'll, yeah, I'll tell you this. <laughs> Right. Like it was a hairpiece. I enjoy Kevin James. I like him a lot, right? <laughs> I think he's very funny. Uh, he even has a stand-up special that's quite good that he did a long time ago that I don't think a lot of people watch, but it's really good. Uh, the dude's funny, right? Um, I When he first appears in this movie, he's got all this hair everywhere. I mean, it's not just the, <laughs> the quote-unquote wig, but it's like the beard and everything. It looks like a Muppet. Yeah, it's a new yes. <laughs> yes. Nice costume you got there. What are you, a Muppet? Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, uh, but like at, at very first, I didn't recognize that was him. It took me a second. Really? Like, oh, yes. I don't know why, but it took me a minute to recognize that was Kevin James. Yeah, see, I knew he was in the film. So immediately when I saw him, I was like, oh, it's Kevin James. And I was like, why, is this, why does it look like he's wearing a wig? Like, is this done on purpose? Because it totally I looked like so. he yeah. was wearing a wig with that mullet and all. But uh he plays his character down perfect, right? Like this kind of annoyed with this, with, with Hubie, you yeah. know, he remembers him as being that kid that they picked on in high school. And, and we find out Hubie has this kind of thing where he wants to be a cop, almost like he wants to help the police. He's constantly calling them to the point where they just hang up on him every time they yeah. say it's Hubie. They, they rep- <laughs> yeah. The, he reports everything. Like everything he sees gets reported to Kevin James and, and Keenan Thompson. Can you so imagine they, if you're a cop dude dealing with yeah. so this guy in your town that just calls you for every little thing? Yes. I'll tell you what, I was really happy to see Keenan Thompson too. Uh, oh, I, I, yes. I love I love that guy. So Yes, he plays Sergeant Blake. Yeah, he's he's the other cop. You only see these two cops. I don't I'm assuming this town only has two police officers. That's how it little, comes because that's how it comes off. But and they even uh, say yeah. later on that that uh, they they have to use civilians because because yes. everybody else is is working or is on the job or something because it's Halloween it's Salem and Halloween and the idea is Salem Massachusetts is, is is basically like the mecca when it comes to Halloween this is where everyone goes for their festivities yes yes I guess because the witch trials or something I don't know yeah. even though technically the witch trials took place in Danvers but 
yeah. Uh, you know, uh, that's me getting into our history creeps side of things. Hey, hey, uh, hey it is history creeps, but that's the, yeah. that is the case that that, and it's in re- real life too. Salem, Massachusetts, is considered, you know, a lot of where these things went down. I think it's because there's a lot of people who have homes still there, right? Isn't isn't the judge one of the judges' homes is there? Um, there there's a whole there's like a witch house that's out there that you can go to. Yeah, there's yeah, and also, and I don't blame the town for this. Uh, they kind of uh, you know. Uh, use it to oh yeah oh for sure I mean you might as well I mean something terrible happened but you can make money off of it I <laughs> yeah, guess why not make money off of a bunch yeah, of deaths feels we kind of weird and, it feels weird and gross at the same time but yeah but hey I'm I want people to have jobs so I don't know how I think about it uh, there you go but uh, it's yeah it's uh, it, the the town if you go by this movie this town is really small I've never actually been there so I don't know how large this town is but if I'm going by this movie alone. Uh, it's not a very large town. Like basically, everybody knows everybody is how it comes off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want. Yeah, I wonder if that's how how down to earth or how realistic that is. I'll tell you what, though, I can see it being that way because I live in Buffalo, and Buffalo is the second biggest city in the state of New York. However, it we might as well be a tiny town, dude. Everybody here knows everybody. Uh, everybody went to school with each other. Everybody grew up with each other. It is the it is the weirdest thing to be in a big city where everyone knows everyone else. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's kind of kind of a cheer situation. Exactly. They all know our names. Uh, yeah. Next up on the cast, we have Julie Bowen. Uh, she plays Violet Valentine. So Julie Bowen is has worked with him before. Bowen Bowen. Yes. Um, in Happy she's Gilmore, been in, she's yeah. She's been in other Sandler movies, and she's also been in other movies, not just Sandler films. Uh, exactly. A very, a very very good actress. She's really really good. Uh, she obviously has a thing for Hubie from the very beginning. Yep. It's it's even me. Uh, a complete ignoramus when it comes to women. Even me, uh, I could tell that she was into him. Like they oh, made yeah. it very obvious. But he, of course, is none the wiser to it. And I like <laughs> that it's because you know she's really attracted to the fact that he's a genuinely good person. Like he's yeah. a very good person and a nice guy. And so he's funny and sure he's slightly attractive. But overall, it's about his personality that she's right. And and she's dealt with all. You know, I'm sure she's had her had dates and and been with people and and she dated this the uh you know Kevin James's character in high school. But it's it's Hubie that she's really trying to get the attention of, and he just seems to be kind of uh, oblivious, oblivious to it. <laughs> yeah. Even when he's, I like that scene where he's like, "You think maybe you and I could sometimes?" And he's ready about to ask her out. She's like, "Come on, you can do it. You can yeah. do it." And he's like, "Never mind, <laughs> <laughs> nothing." <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, God. Yeah. So it's uh, obvious that she's into him. I love, and this is a giant spoiler alert. I love that their first kiss was like through a TV. I don't do yeah, because they were super close on the docks, and then all of a sudden he got called yeah. away. Um, yeah. Did you notice this though? There's a thing about Adam Sandler when it comes to these love interests for these kinds of characters. Um, he uses the initials VV. So there's oh, Violet, really? Violet Valentine. If you go back to Little Nicky, uh, the the love interest was Valerie Viren. Um, if you go to Waterboy, it's Vicky Valancourt. Yes. If you go to um, what else is there? Um, oh, Bowen. She played even in Happy Gilmore. Virginia Bennett. Yeah. See, that's a thing too. I didn't. I didn't realize that, but that makes sense because there are. Well, there is one character that shows up at the very beginning of this movie that is, and he's playing the same character he played in the other movie. Oh, there's a few. There's actually a few throughout the movie. Well, this is the one that stood out to me, obviously. He's yeah. the first character you see yeah. in the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's, uh, the, it's the, 
It's Ben Stiller. Yeah. And he's <laughs> Hal he's L. playing this yeah, he's playing Hal L, the same character he played in Happy Gilmore. Yeah. It's the same name and everything. He's the same character. And he's still a jerk. <laughs> yeah, and he's still a jerk and he has the same job. So uh that's the first character you meet in this. So I, I I am all for him starting to slowly mix these universes together. Yeah. The, and the le- the first one we ever had was Veronica Vaughn and Billy Madison. Yes. I'll always remember that 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 Chris Farley line where he's like, that Veronica Vaughn is one piece of ace. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is kind of a thing that he does. You know, he, in, his he defense, returns- in his defense, though, she's really she's really attractive. Yes. Yes, obviously. Um, this is, though, you know, the, the 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 VV thing is kind of like a little Easter egg when it comes to these kinds of characters in this world of of because these are the movies where. He has just really off the wall characters. You remember, like in um, in Big Daddy, like Steve Buscemi's got that. He's that weird homeless guy that's tripping people. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, it, all of these characters kind of show. So we were talking about Hal L showing up in this Ben Stiller in Billy Madison when they went away to that little um, Puritan village. Do you remember there was that lady that looked like she's a um, yes. Yes. She's in this movie as well. Same yes, one from that yes. that village, and she even has a weird. Because I remember in the Billy Madison one, he she says something like really like really just inappropriate and off the wall, yes. where he looks at her like she's like what the hell, and the which same one in this one. Her, yeah, which by looking at her seems you do not expect it. Yeah. So in this one, she says something like I consider myself whatever, but she makes me horny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that. yeah. <laughs> oh god and then this um, movie this movie honestly has a lot of really funny one-liners uh, yes yes it really yes. does and also returning from happy gilmore are the um o'doyle family o'doyle rules yes so now apparently yeah. the o'doyle family has has family out in in salem massachusetts uh let's move on with the cast we have ray liotta as pete landolfo we we said him before dude he cracks me up man ray liotta has that mobster kind of oh, yes. air about him but in this film dude <laughs> <laughs> how about when he's yes. hitting on that girl and he's just so obviously hitting on her he's ridiculous <laughs> yes yeah by the way the same day his dad died or yeah. buried his yeah. dad the same all day. of that so all yeah. of that um <laughs> so oh another returning cast member that he has in almost all of his movies and i didn't think he was going to be in this dude i was like oh where's where's rob schneider and then he yeah. shows up uh dude that was awesome yeah, uh, I I had a feeling he's going to show up somewhere at least because he's literally in every one of them, uh, and he does show up toward the end. Well, actually, technically he's in the whole thing, but you don't really see who this yeah who it is until towards the end of the movie. Yeah. You just basically see him standing around and pissing, <laughs> yeah. just pissing yeah. everywhere, <laughs> which is apparently one of his favorite things to do. And this is the, so that's what I'm saying. Like when I'm talking about that lowbrow humor, that kind of childish humor that Adam Sandler is very famous for. This is one of those scenes like it's supposed to be creepy and scary. And the camera's panning down with this like escaped convict. Then all of a sudden you just see that he's pissing (laughs) just out of nowhere on the ground. Oh, God. Uh, June Squibb played Hubie's mother. Dude, I loved her. Uh, Okay, All right. Now we have to talk about this. This lady. Yes. All right. When you first meet her. I don't know who picked out these t-shirts she wears, but I hope, if there's any justice in this world, I hope that person, whoever put these t-shirts on her, got a raise and got extra money because these t-shirts are flipping fantastic. Oh, uh, the first amazing. shirt you see her see her wearing, and she's obviously an older lady because she's, she's playing, uh, you know, Hubie's mom, so she's an older lady, uh, but she's wearing... 
But she comes off like she's really sweet and kind, and she obviously loves her son. Uh, she seems like somebody, you know, like one of those sweet old ladies you'd see and you know what to talk to and stuff. But <laughs> she's wearing a shirt that says uh, Boner Donor. And <laughs> that's when he says, What is Boner? What does that mean? <laughs> yes. So this became my favorite gag in the whole movie is them deciding that boner must mean mistakes. Made so a big anytime, mistake. <laughs> so anytime they want to say the word mistake, they instead use the word boner because they want to be one of the cool kids. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, I'll tell you what, though. June Squibb has, has had she's got quite a filmography underneath her. Uh, she did Scent of a Woman back in the day with Al Pacino. Um, she was also in Meet Joe Black. Um, about Schmidt. These are all pretty big movies back yeah. back then. Um, you know, she was also in Toy Story Four. She was the voice of Margaret, the store owner. Oh, man, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hubie Halloween. Obviously, she's in. The, she's also in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, as a voice in that as well. So she's yeah, she's definitely has some some acting chops in her resume. She's also yeah, she's, been in yes. a ton of TV. She's very good in this. Oh, she's great, dude. She is yeah. everybody's like that lovable mother grandmotherly figure that like yes. like I see her and immediately I want to just run to her and hug her and be like grandma. Yes. Yes. You know? uh, yeah, she's got uh, uh she's got she's got that just that certain uh, grandma quality to her and mm-hmm. that's a giant compliment in my and, opinion. And so. she loves and adores her son. Absolutely yes. adores her son. Yes. Uh, which yes. is which comes into play later. You mentioned Keenan Thompson was in this, which was great, I, and I love, dude, anything Keenan's in, I love his delivery. He's just got some, well, yes. some of the best comedic delivery out there right now. Seriously, yeah, it's so good. Um, he's, so, he's so good. He's been on Saturday Night Live for a long time now. Yeah, I just watched the newest episode of Saturday Night Live and saw that he's still on there, and I was just thinking he's the old timer now. Like he's the yeah. guy that everybody looks at as the vet. Yeah. It's he crazy really to think that, and we still look at him, and he just still looks like a young kid from Good Burger days. I couldn't tell you how old All he is. All out. <laughs> I, oh, I wonder how old he is for real. I don't know. Let's see. I honestly Kenan, have no idea. Keenan uh, Thompson is 42 years old, my friend. He's literally my age. Wow. He doesn't look it, dude. No. I, I've, I've grew, I've, I feel like I've grown up with this guy. <laughs> I know. I know, dude. I'm telling you. Um, let's see. Oh, love this guy. I, we mentioned him earlier. He's always in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Steve Buscemi. Talk about a, so good. a, an actor with range. This dude can play serious characters. He can play, uh, you know, cold blooded killers. And then he plays these characters in Adam Sandler's films. This one in, in yes. this film, he plays a guy who thinks he's a werewolf. Yes. He may or may not be turning into a werewolf. We don't know that for sure. 459 years old. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm just taking dumps on his own floor. He's like, uh, Mr. Lambert, I just want to know how old you are. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Maya Rudolph is in this, which I love Maya yeah. Rudolph. She's she's yes, she's, she's classic. She's the wife of Tim Meadows' character. These are the two, the Hennessy's that grew up with, with yeah. Hubie and pick on him a lot. Uh, with, again, Tim, and Tim Meadows, dude. Yeah, Tim Meadows is so freaking good at anything he's in. He so. really is. And the yeah. thing is, is you watch him, right? And he's he doesn't do too much to change up the way he speaks or does things. It's just that he is a different character based on specific inflection. Other than that, he keeps his same voice. He keeps the same delivery. It's it's all his different characters have this kind of I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's Tim Meadows. But it's not like the second you see him, you're like, oh, Tim Meadows is in this. And then instantaneously, he's the character. I always feel no matter what he's doing, he's smooth. Yes. Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. Uh, Michael Chiklis is in this dude. He plays Father Dave. Now I was like, yes. "Oh, sweet, Michael Chiklis, The Shield, or The Thing." Yeah, or being hung upside down. Uh, <laughs> comedian George. There. Comedian George Wallace plays Mayor Benson. Yes. Kiss yep. my feet. Kiss my feet. Kiss <laughs> my feet. That was pretty do, funny. Do, and then, do you and then really there's... want me? Do you really want me to, to kiss them? <laughs> <laughs> he uh he has a fr- old school friend in this as well. Did you notice Colin Quinn as the janitor with yes, the skeleton yes. makeup? Yes. Yes, I'm a giant Colin Quinn fan. I've loved Colin Quinn forever. Yes, same so here. So I was happy I was happy to see him even if it was just a, for a brief moment. It was just really good to see that dude. Yeah, I saw him live. Uh do he used to have a show back in the day on Comedy Central? Yes. Uh, and I oh I went gosh. and saw that a live rec- a taping of it. Um, oh really? It, oh yeah, dude. It was great. Him with all the other comedians that he yes. always had on there. Yeah, uh, I forgot the yeah. name of it. But it was, I watched that show all the time. It was great. Uh, it was yeah, great. It was really good. Um, also, Blake Clark uh, is another one that that um, Adam Sandler uses all the time. So Blake Clark is the guy that played the cook at the diner. Uh, he's also in. If yeah. you think about Waterboy, he's the he's the uh, the guy that speaks Cajun. Yes. So he yeah. he's in this. I remember him from uh, being uh, Sean's dad on Boy Meets World. Oh, that, yes, exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, do you know the comedian Lavelle Crawford? He's the guy who owned the pig that was slaughtered. And okay, he's like, yeah. what the hell? What am I supposed to do with that? I feel like I'd seen that guy before because he definitely stands out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't place him. But I he know really him from back familiar. in the day. They used to have that show, Last Comic Standing. Yes, and he was yes. in that, and he he was much bigger at that time. And I he always had this joke that I thought was hilarious. And he said he'd be walking upstairs, and people would be like, "Lavelle, why are you wheezing?" He's like, "Cause I gotta live. I gotta breathe to live." <laughs> like just the way he did it was amazing. Um, and then so and then the other thing I really do like about these SNL films and a lot of the guy like Adam Sandler is constantly when he does these films he does something that is become has become a tradition in terms of you know comedians who have their films who have been on SNL they will give roles to current SNL cast to try yes. to get them out there and so um i love the dude mikey day i love him on snl but he was the guy with the axe in his head yes uh, in yep. the in the haunted house and then we have a whole slew of younger cast that i couldn't tell you who they are <laughs> one of them you would know one of them you would know if he had seen stranger things noah snap was on stranger things oh, That's yes yes him. okay oh yeah. who did he play in this oh he played the foster son really yeah. he played the older son yeah holy cow uh, holy cow he is older now yeah. Will Byers is no up, longer dude. a little kid, dude. He's grown up, man. Oh, my God. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. So that's our cast, dude. And if you ask me, I feel like, oh, no, that's not our cast. We have one more. We have a DJ, a voice throughout the entire film yes. <laughs> played by the one and only Shaquille O'Neal. That's right. But you would not know it from the voice. Shaquille yeah. Shaq, the man himself, has a very distinct voice. Yeah, uh, as you just tried to do. Yeah, definitely. He has a very distinct voice, uh, but the voice you hear throughout the movie is not that voice. No, it's literally like a, a, a like a DJ, like a woman's DJ. Yeah. It's a, and it's a sultry DJ voice too. Oh yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, it sounds, so it sounds very good. sexy. It's got a sexy yes. sounding lady on there. Uh, but yes. when you finally see who it is, it's Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Hubie goes to the, the radio station and pops in and sees the voice coming out of Shaquille O'Neal. He's just like, what the? F-? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you look just like I expected you to look. He's like, 
I wish I could say the same thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's great, dude. But I yeah. loved it when when I loved it when Shaq and his significant other in this movie, who also has a very distinct <laughs> distinguished voice in this. Uh, when they, uh, when they, whenever they're eating, they always try to lady and tramp it. Oh god, it's so, so disgusting. <laughs> it's so gross, it's like over, funny. over the top, disgusting. But yeah. dude, I gotta tell you, for me, this film in terms of acting, uh, and and a cast, I, I just feel like it, it was a slam dunk. What a cast! And then everybody delivered. I, I don't think there was anyone who, in their acting, I was just like, oh, I don't like this person or their acting. Same. Uh, I loved everybody, and everybody was really good. Uh, very funny. Had moments to shine. Uh, yeah, nothing but good things to say about the casting in this. Sweet, sweet. All right, let's move on to soundtrack and music. They do the monster mash, of it's course. This, so if there isn't an official one yet, but if you go on Netflix or if you go on Spotify, they have the Netflix soundtrack on here. Um, and the songs on here are just amazing. First of all, they have a, a, a festival remix of People Are Strange by The Doors, but it's done by an artist called Kazi, K-A-A-Z-E, I guess. Um, very much like a club, like a, a, a rave style remix of the song People Are Strange. Love it. Absolutely love it. I've been listening to this playlist like crazy since this movie came out just because it's got that Halloween. It's a perfect Halloween yeah. mix. Yeah, it does a really good job of giving a Halloween feel. Yeah, Monster Mash, you said. They've got Purple People Eater in this thing. Um, there's a Ghostbusters theme song is on here. Twilight Zone theme songs used. The Monsters theme is used. Werewolves of London. Howling for You. Thriller. Uh, what else we got here? Psycho Killer by The Talking Heads. Spooky by Dusty Springfield. Season of the Witch by Donovan. Um Dude, it goes on and on. I mean, this is such a uh, screaming Jay Hawkins. I put a spell on you. So many good songs. But I got to tell you, there's one that I absolutely fell in love with. It's the the basically it's like the theme song, the Happy Halloween theme song. And it's done by a band called D-Bone and the Remains. I looked these guys up and they have an EP out. It's a five song EP and it is a Halloween album. It's amazing. And so... Oh, well. I just love it. I like I I was listening to this on the way to work the other day and um by the time it gets to this song is right when I'm pulling into the parking lot and I just sit there and listen to the rest of the song before I go in and it just puts yeah, me I'm in such a good I'm going to need you mood. I'm going to need you uh, after we're done with this send me a, a text of that name of that band so I can remember to oh, look them up. Yeah, heck yeah, dude. They're great. I love this I loved all the songs on their EP, but this one, the Happy Halloween track, it just feels like when you hear it in the film it just feels like, okay, now we're Halloween. This is a Halloween yeah. movie. The soundtrack yeah. and music is so important to setting the mood and feel for a film. And I feel like this one knocks it out of the park. Yeah, they did a great job with this. Uh, I don't, you know, there's one thing though that this really made me think of. You know, I absolutely love Christmas. It is my favorite holiday, but yeah. Halloween is right there, right behind it for me. Uh, Christmas has the benefit of having a lot, a ton of Christmas songs that are just classics. Halloween, for whatever reason, only has a few, and I feel like yeah. we need we need more good Halloween songs. Yeah, so the so I'm glad that when we have things like this, D Bone and the and the remains, that there are bands out there that are doing this right. Because when you yeah. listen to the music in this, so here are the titles of the songs: Happy Halloween, obviously, Werewolf Delight, uh, Chili Creep, and Chili like food, Chili. Uh, I'm gonna spook you up, and Afraid of the Night. 
So like these are the types of songs, and when you listen to it, it really has that kind of monster mash feel. And when I say that, I mean it in terms of like it's written to be Halloween themed. You know what I mean? Yeah, good stuff. Yes. Um, but dude, I loved it. So uh, what is what is when it comes to that spooky Halloween kind of music? What's one of your what's your favorite stuff to listen to? What's your favorite songs? I, I joke on it a lot because of how dumb and goofy it is, but I really love the monster mash. <laughs> So I, I think love it. I may have brought this up to you before, maybe not. But if I haven't, let's see if I blow your mind. Do you realize you don't know what the Monster Mash sounds like? Right, because the song just talks about it. The yeah. song is about a song. So you, he's yeah. literally talking about a band that plays this song that is this song that just changes the world, basically. Kind of like the tribute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. And you never hear the song, but they sing about it. Uh, yeah. I remember somebody said that to me one time. I was like, "What do you mean? I don't know what the Monster Mash sounds like. I know what it sounds like. I listen to it all the time ever since I was a kid." They're like, yeah, "No." So I would, so I would put in the Monster Mash, and then I would put in the theme uh, to Ernest Scared Stupid. But that's just me. <laughs> oh, I don't even know if I know what that theme sounds like. I'm gonna oh, look man. at that. I know it 100. <laughs> percent That's amazing. That's amazing. I love. Um, I love. Yeah, Monster Mash has got to be the number one. Well, not anymore. Now it's Debone and the Remains. Happy Halloween. But yeah, Monster Mash is right up there. I never really saw Purple People Eater as a as a Halloween song. Same, but I but it makes sense. Yes, you know what is on this soundtrack though that you would not expect. Bette Midler, Wind Beneath My Wings. Yes, because they're singing it at the funeral. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man. Uh Thriller. Thriller always makes any Halloween cut. Yeah. Yes. Easily. easily. Yeah. And then I, I I've always liked songs like Spooky by Dusty Springfield, Donovan's Season of the Witch. Those are good songs. Werewolves of London. Those all definitely fit. But yeah, this if if you're looking for I mean, I thought I don't think you could find a, any perfect more perfect soundtrack that fits that because this was just I mean I'm telling you, from the moment you're watching this film till you end it, you're saturated in spooky Halloween just kind of, you know, feeling. And the music is a big part of that. Yes, for sure. hundred percent. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's move on to the next topic here. The next one would be special effects. Yes, this movie did have special effects immediately when we see how he catches three eggs in a thermos. Yes. That's a special effect. And then he he shakes it up. He's like, thanks for the breakfast. Swallows it down and then pukes immediately. Yes. <laughs> Projectile vomit off to the side. Hardcore. Is that is that the moment you were like, okay, I'm in. This is going to be great. Well, here's the thing. I have a particularly weak stomach. I usually can't take that kind of stuff. <laughs> it usually really grosses me out. Uh, if anybody listens to Retro Bliss, you you would know uh, that <laughs> I can't take a lot of that. Uh, but I powered through that because I could tell that it was so stupid that that everything else I was going to love, and I was right. So, oh God, it was so yeah. funny, dude! Just the way he, the projectile comes out, yes. and it was it's very over too. the top. And yeah. it, and they made it look good too, the way it splattered on the. Th- and then okay, yeah. so special effects, obviously, everything that's thrown at him is di- digitally or or done without him there in that moment because there's no way he's right. dodging that stuff. There's right. the scene where he's just kind of flipping around on the bike like it's no big deal, spinning around. Um, oh, when when he saves the little black cat from being hit by a car and throws it at the lady, <laughs> yes. and Violet Valentine's like, "You want to thank him, what, or I'll come yeah. over there and beat you and that ugly cat." That cat's eyes just get super wide and his mouth drops. Yes, yes, that's that was one of my first big laughs, laughs in this movie. Was that? <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to because it's just of, out of nowhere. Yeah. 
And then you then you have his thermos, dude, right? So you have a regular thermos, but there's different times throughout this movie where it does things. They have to use special effects, right? Yeah. There's one point where it becomes almost like a what is it like a soldering rod or something? Like he's remember when he's cutting through the yeah. What, what, I don't know what that was, but um, it was that it was it was like a grappling hook type thing at one point. Oh God! Uh, it's it's got like a it's almost like on a. Uh, he was asked, my Rudolph's character asks him, what would he do if he ever lost it? And he goes, oh, that won't happen. <laughs> and he just chucks his chucks it, and it comes back to him. <laughs> oh, it's so great. It's like dude. Captain America's shield. It's always going to come back to him. Yeah. There's, uh, oh, how about even like uh, when, when he comes across Buscemi's characters, uh, Mr. What's his name? Mr. Something or other. Um, and he's and it's it's that full moon in the sky. Like that looks gorgeous. And obviously that's that's special effects. Right. That's not what it yeah. looks like anyway. But it looked gorgeous. And it wasn't any it wasn't over the top where it took you out of it. Like, oof, they, that was a little much. You know what I mean? It looked right. good. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, that's I think that's what really helped this movie. All the special effects were not over the top. And when they kind of were, it was just for the sake of the joke. Exactly. Uh, like, the, like the cat. So exactly. it was obvious it was supposed to look that stupid. Yes. <laughs> but uh, but overall, yeah, that's great, man. It, it's the special effects. Like there's that. That's all you can really say about it. They are, they're there. That's nothing that's over the top. Um, there's obviously a lot of things that they did that were practical effects. But when they do special effects, it's enough to accentuate the comedy, just like you said. Right. Um. Let's move into the memorable scenes and quotes. This is my favorite part. So, like, what are some of your favorite parts of that movie? Well, boner donor for sure. Uh, (laughs) Anytime they bring up boner donors or anytime he says boner, I absolutely enjoyed it. Cackle like an idiot. Uh, (laughs) The cat in the face we already talked about, but that one really stood out to me. Yes. Because it was so funny. Uh, (laughs) uh, The reveal of Shaquille O'Neal was, uh, I love that scene. Uh, The big, big twist at the end. Uh, let's again. We said this is a spoiler. Yep. So the whole time they're trying to figure out who's taking these people, who all happen to be people who were jerks to Hubie. Yeah. So we're just outright more, mean, not just jokes, but yes. they were outright mean to yes. him. Think like think like how Charlie Brown was always treated, right? Yes. Like it's that level of jerkness, <laughs> and uh, it's revealed that it's his mom who's doing all this. Yes. That's the big reveal, and she's <laughs> not only has she kidnapped them. But she's tied them up like they're witches and is about to freaking burn them. <laughs> oh, there's a piece Hard of special court. effects too, dude, when he throws that little bit, that yeah. little swallow of soup left and hits yeah. the flame. That's perfect. So Hubie literally saves these people's lives and they are still jerks to him for the record <laughs> uh, until the very end of the movie when they've all obviously seen the error of their ways. But Dude, that scene's uh, funny too when the two caught, when Keenan and, and Kevin James jump in, they're like, freeze! And Buscemi and Schneider yes. are with them too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh god this oh, movie man. just has all these little things one of my favorite parts too is where you know he's he it's towards the end of the, sh- the movie uh he goes and he sees his mom and his mom says you know you got to be careful out there he's like you've been telling me that my whole life and he's telling her to stay inside i'm gonna go and take care of everybody he turns around he looks up at the sky goes you went with a full moon god let's do this <laughs> <laughs> Just like things like that crack me up. Just those little kind of nuances are hilarious too, dude. Um, I loved also. Do I did like there were certain things. Um, how about when they had they were in the the cornfield 
and the one kid was sitting there with the corn thing in his mouth and he gets sucked back, just, you know, pulled back. Yeah. Now, first of all, I want to know how that happens now that we know who, you know, who it was that was doing it. But still, I thought that looked amazing. That immediately kind of sets you on edge like, oh, crap, he's he's up against something. Yeah, it, it, there's there's just so many little signs because that happens a couple times, right? Didn't it happen to another character too? Yeah, yeah, where they yeah. get sucked back like that. Yeah, Leota in the in the haunted yeah. house. Yeah. So these are people of different sizes. So she's got to have something with her. Yeah. yeah. So um, she's like supernatural. Maybe, maybe, wait, maybe she's maybe she's a, a witch, you know, because she does yeah. at the end kind of disappear. She, oh, that was my favorite too. Frankenstein. They all look. <laughs> oh, okay. I found that quote. I found, yeah, I found that quote from that lady, the uh, lady who's in the other movies. <laughs> she goes, and I'm quoting here, this is a great line. I'm asexual, but that girl's making me hella horny. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, and then how about, do you know what cracked me up too is every single time he got terrified. So when he walks into his house and there's that animatronic and he takes his helmet off and screaming and he smashes it to pieces. Um or when the 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 air thing hits his window and he he throws his yearbook out and smashes the window, yeah. yeah there's- oh god, <laughs> this movie's yeah. just full of them, dude. I feel like that we could talk about the entire movie and I'd be like, "Yep, that was my favorite." Nope, nope, that was my favorite. Nope, that course, was my favorite. Yeah, and of course, anytime he's talking about getting his boners back, exactly. Uh, the- it's just classic. <laughs> and then every scene with the thermos, dude. Who does not want that thermos? Yeah. That's a pretty sweet thermos and he can make more of them we found out at the end yeah there's all different kinds of things right so like uh in his thermos we saw it had a grappling hook it had a megaphone it had a flashlight i think um yeah, it, it had did. a yep. the soldering thing whatever that was a vacuum to vacuum up the the glass when he smashed the glass in his bedroom <laughs> yeah. uh yeah. it well and it also held a soup right it held so it's that's a i love it dude i love it it also had like a mixer in it because he's mixing up ingredients <laughs> in it <laughs> Oh God, it's so good. Um, oh, it had a uh, it had the uh, the umbrella in it too when they were throwing all the yes. food at him. Uh, yeah. It was good. Oh, hey, did you know that the two girls that were in there that were the the um, foster girls those are his real daughters in real life. Oh, really? Yeah, and and there was a lot of people like a lot of the stars' kids were in the film. Like Kevin James's kid was in the film. A lot of them were in the films either as the high schoolers at the party or even the younger younger ones at when he went out to the school to talk to him. Well, his daughters did great. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were, they were really, really good. good. Yeah. So uh so that's Hubie Halloween. We went through all that we could. Now it's time to give it a rating. We're doing out of five boners. But before yeah. we do that, before we give it the rating, we did put a pin in it. Of all the characters in this movie, who is the MVP to you? All right, so this is tough because I feel like uh I'm going to be shortcutting some other characters who are fantastic. There's not a character in here that I didn't not like so they're all amazing this is to me this is one of his movies where every character really is it's pretty fantastic mm-hmm. uh but i'm going to i'm going to go with his mom his mom to me is the standout uh she's the mvp for me uh <laughs> i mean you want a twist with her too man and she might be a supernatural character we don't know yeah who <laughs> she knows has some, she has some kind of powers obviously and her and her main power, though, is the ability to pick out great, fantastic T-shirts. So, uh, <laughs> and her I'm friend had some it. funny ones too. Yes. Her, her yes. old lady, the, the her best friend, had one that said yes. something with Halloween, but the ween was un- all by itself with the arrow pointing down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. man! So I'm going to go with her. 
Nice. Uh, I'm obviously going with Hubie, man. I loved Hubie. I love this new character, with which was still kind of a familiar character. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. yes. it was kind of like that water boy uh, type of character, but completely different. And and yeah, absolutely love Hubie Dubois. I thought I thought this is such a cool. Such a cool kind of character to have. And the fact that he's this kid that, you know, he's this kid. He's this guy that, you know, he writes volunteer and, and wears a sash that he made saying that he's yes. the, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so good. So I thought, he loves uh, sashes, by the way. He, he's a big fan of sashes. Oh, that tell yeah. You, that tell you what your job is. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, for me, Hubie, uh, Adam Sandler's Hubie Halloween, uh, or Hubie Dubois. All right. Now let's get into the rating. Out of five boners, Johnny. What do you rate this film? All right. So I want to give it five, but the only reason I'm not is because I think five should be like the upper, upper level, the, the highest level you can possibly achieve as a boner. Uh, so I'm going to give this <laughs> four and a half boners. It's almost there. It's so close. It's only half a boner away from being the most magnificent boner we've ever seen. <laughs> nice. Um, Man, I love this. I got to tell you, I love this film. I've seen it now probably seven times. Um, and and when I start to have a film where I, I have that kind of a feel for it, and it brought me back to the old Adam Sandler days where I would watch, you know, Happy Gilmore 20 times. I'd watch Billy Madison 30 times. I love these kinds of films. And then add on top of it that it's a Halloween film. Uh, like I said, everything about this, I love the acting. It was been amazing. The plot was very... You know, it wasn't too simple. There was a lot going on in it, but it wasn't right. convoluted where you got lost and didn't know what was happening. Um, music soundtrack, phenomenal. You know, special effects were on point. Um, and then again, it's just chock full of memorable scenes that for me, this is five boners, dude. This is five big boners. Five big boners. Out of boners. <laughs> so as we would say on Retrobliss, between the two of us, this is... Uh, history creeps approved yes sir i would say so i would definitely recommend this to anybody who hasn't seen it yet and if you really listen this whole way through without having seen the film uh you're doing yourself a disservice because the film's much better than the way we described it yes um but if you have seen it and you agree with us go ahead and leave a comment if you don't agree with us you can leave a comment as well we respect everybody's thoughts on the idea just know that you're wrong um <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's it that's Hubie Halloween that's our History Creeps special review Johnny do you have anything else you want to say before we close up the clubhouse and head out no, I think we should get out, get this over with before we make any more boners there we go no more boners we are out of here shut the lights hit the doors and we'll see you guys next week with another episode of well I don't think it's going to be History Creeps I think we've oh we've got a, we've got a Halloween special Ooh. yes History Creeps Halloween special coming up next. Stay creepy.